Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What's up? This is DBE, and I'm your host, Stevie G. Today's episode is a good one, but before we dive in, I've got a few quick things to mention. A quick reminder to hit that subscribe or follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you are listening. You can visit dbetravel.com to check out the entire episode library and support the show on Patreon. And don't forget that Destinations Beyond Expectations is on groupexperience.com as well, so you can listen to the show there too. Be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like the show, spread the word. Okay, my guest today is Kasha from the Perfect Day Somewhere travel blog. You can read her travel guides at perfectdaysomewhere.com. And today, Kasha joins me to talk through the incredible city of Budapest. It's a place that's easy to get around, has a delicious food scene, and don't forget to bring your camera because Budapest has some incredible sightseeing opportunities. Kasha has a blog post that pairs very nicely with the chat we'll be having, so be sure to scroll down in the show notes to find her article. I think you'll enjoy today's conversation. Kasha did such a wonderful job talking through some of the places in Budapest that she experienced. So let's dive in and learn more about Budapest and things you'll want to include when you visit. Kasha, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about the city of Budapest. It's a place that you, of course, have been to. And you have a wonderful article on your Perfect Day Somewhere blog that does a nice job of giving an overview of Budapest and explaining how someone can spend their time in this awesome city if they have a couple days. Uh, Kasha, start off by explaining a little bit about where Budapest is located and any other basic info about the city. Sure. So Budapest is located in Eastern Europe, specifically in the country of Hungary. The main thing that I recommend all travelers understand is the geographical layout of Budapest. The city um, is composed of two regions, Buda and Pest, divided by the Danube River. So a lot of the exploring that you will do is going to happen on one or the other side. Um, And then I recommend everybody traveling there for the first time to stay on the Pest side, which is a little more of exciting and kind of a touristy area that will give you a really good base in terms of the places that you'll see. The language there is Hungarian, and I'll say I always give the recommendation for everybody to learn how to say please and thank you, but I'll be very impressed if you can learn how to say please and thank you in Hungarian, and it's a very difficult language in my opinion, and that's coming from somebody that speaks Polish. But on the good note, everybody there speaks English, so if you're an English speaker, you will have no problem with communication. Perfect, and let's talk a little bit about navigating Budapest. Can you speak a little bit about the walkability of the city, public transportation, or anything else we need to know about getting around Budapest during a visit? Sure. So Budapest is extremely easy to navigate. From the moment that you land, the airport is located very close to city center. Uh, There's a bus directly from the airport that will drop you off in the city, so there's no need to scramble any complicated routes. If you're staying in the city center as well, you'll be able to walk pretty much everywhere to all the sites that you're seeing and to anything that's located a little bit further away. You can either take the bus, um, they have a tram, and they also have the metro. If 
you're not for public transportation and that's not something that you want to do, I recommend that you download Bolt, which is Europe's more popular version of Uber. I always tell everybody, download it before you travel. Um, they make you do a couple of phone verifications. So depending on what kind of phone plan you have, you might not be able to do that when you get there. Um, the rides are extremely affordable. I walked everywhere myself. I kind of prefer it that way. It lets you see a little bit more of the city, but you have an option to get anywhere in a very easy way. And Kasha, I'd love to know a little bit more about the food scene in Budapest. Tell me about what the cuisine is like. And can you describe a few of your favorite dishes that you mentioned in your Budapest food bucket list section of your blog? Yeah, so one of my favorite things about Budapest is how it maintains its traditional vibe and how it kind of keeps the traditional aspect of it while being a very modern and worldly city at the same time. So if you are looking for a good food scene, Budapest is the, the place to be. You can find any restaurants from any corner of the world. You can find really good food trucks everywhere. And I feel like, you know, every country in Europe takes their food very seriously. Um, they make sure the ingredients are very fresh. They don't, you know, use as many preservatives. They make everything from scratch. So automatically anything will taste better. But obviously, if you're in Hungary, I'd recommend trying some traditional Hungarian dishes and not kind of sticking to your comfort foods. So I, at the very least, I would recommend trying a traditional goulash, um, which is like a meat stew with a lot of spices, chicken paprikash, um, which is this chicken dish in this paprika sour cream sauce paired with some kind of carb. They have a very popular street food called longos, which are these fried doughs usually come with some toppings or just with some powdered sugar. And then for a drink, I'd recommend this traditional fruit brandy, palinka, that kind of sneaks up on you. So I'd say be careful. You know, <laughs> so More than three shots is dangerous. So I don't recommend. But obviously, those are just some of the most popular dishes. Hungarian cuisine is a lot more vast than the three things I just named. So if you're looking for some ideas, as you mentioned, I have a whole list on my blog of the dishes that I tried that I liked and what they consist of. Yeah, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> so, Kasha, if someone is looking to plan a trip to Budapest, what can they expect in terms of affordability and what is the currency used there? So the currency used there is called Fornit. And I believe the last time I checked a conversion, I think it's like one to 400. So it's one of those currencies, um, you know, you go to a restaurant or a bar and you're paying 20,000 Fornits for something. So you kind of have no gauge of how much you're spending if you're used to currencies like the US dollar. But Budapest is extremely affordable, you know, so I would go somewhere and see, oh, I'm paying 10,000 Fornits for a beer and then look at my credit card statement and see that it was $2. So you end up spending very little for high quality food, for high quality drinks. Accommodations, I would say, are more on the average side. Um, public transportation is very cheap. Um, and then the one main tip that I have for Budapest, it's a very card friendly city. So I wouldn't necessarily withdraw a lot of cash and convert your currency. Use your travel credit card, rack up those points, protect your purchases, um, and you don't need to, you know, convert a lot of cash. That's really good to know. Um, I know that you got to do some sightseeing yourself in Budapest during your time there. Talk about a couple of the must-see sites around town, in your opinion. Sure. 
So I stayed on the pest side and I would recommend everybody this too. And then, so that there you'll see, you know, the downtown, the main shopping areas, kind of the old historical streets. And then from, I would recommend walking along the Danube River towards the parliament building. You could see a beautiful monument there, which is, which is called Shoes on the Danube. Then head over to the chain bridge, which crosses you over into the Buddha side. And on the Buddha side, you have a completely different perspective of the parliament building of the river and of how beautiful the city is. I'd say visit the castle district, St. Matthias Church, Fisherman's Bastion, at least one of the baths. And that's just in the main part of the city. There's a lot of day trips you can take from um, Budapest as well. But if you're staying for a short amount of time, spend one day exploring Buddha and one day exploring Pest. And that will give you a really nice introduction to what the city is. So, I mean, you just talked about a couple of the really nice things to see around Budapest during the day. But Budapest also has a really fun nightlife scene to explore when the sun goes down. Can you tell us more about the nightlife scene? Sure. So I've always heard from people that Budapest is a wild place to be at night. And (laughs) I kind of didn't know what to expect by that statement. And, you know, being in my 30s, I kind of just wanted to go grab a beer and head back home. But I was with my friends. We started off at really nice beer gardens, which then transitioned into going to ruin bars, which is something that I recommend everybody goes and sees. It's these funky little bars and rooms and old abandoned buildings that have been decorated in very unique ways. There's a couple along the city that I mentioned in my blog as well. Um, After the ruin bars, you know, the night will likely turn into visiting one of the local clubs. (laughs) And, you know, before you know it, you'll be home at 5 or 6 a.m. because (laughs) Budapest just has a way of sucking you into this nightlife culture. Um, It's a very fun cultured way to experience the nightlife. So I'd say just go with the flow um, and have fun. And if someone wants to have a more, like, I guess, relaxing experience, the next topic we'll talk about is pretty cool because for anyone out there that doesn't know, Budapest has a reputation for being the city of baths. Kasha, can you tell us more about the baths in Budapest? And can you share some tips for how to experience the baths? Sure. So Budapest has, as you mentioned, these baths, which are either outdoor or indoor pools. Um, The water that feeds into these pools comes from like a geothermal source, which makes them this nice swimming temperature, which you can just relax in. There's a lot of them all over the city. Um, They range from smaller ones to bigger ones. Some are more local, some are more touristy. Um, I personally recommend for a first timer to visit the Shichini Bath, I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's when you Google Budapest Bath, that's the main image that you'll see. It's these outdoor pools surrounded by these yellow old traditional buildings. Inside these buildings, you'll find a lot of saunas, you'll find some indoor pools. And these places are pretty popular. So there will be a lot of people there. So I always recommend going right at opening. You'll pretty much have the place to yourself. On my blog, I give some tips about what to expect, what to bring with you, and kind of how to make the most out of that experience. And then I know the main Shichini Bass also hosts a weekly party night as well. So if you're interested in a nightlife at a Budapest bath, that's a very unique experience to do in the city as well. I mean, so far we've covered baths, the nightlife scene, sightseeing, and a bunch of other things. But there's also a place in town called the Castle District 
where someone can actually see some incredible structures. Tell us more about the Castle District and what you can find there. Sure. So the Castle District is located on the Buddha side. It's on top of this really big, beautiful hill. Um, The area consists of many buildings and monuments like the Budapest Castle, St. Matthias Church, Fisherman's Bastion. They all are beautiful, beautiful older structures that you can either just see from the outside or tour from the inside. Um, The area itself is a very sophisticated, um, classy area, but you'll see a lot of tourists there. It's one of those places that gets extremely crowded during the day. So if you can visit earlier or visit closer to sunset, you'll be able to catch great sunset views there as well. Um, My favorite part about that area is the views of the parliament and the river. I think I mentioned that earlier. I just ended up sitting there for about an hour, just kind of soaking it all in because of how beautiful it is. So cool. Uh, So Kasha, after spending a couple days in Budapest yourself, what are some of your biggest takeaways in terms of visiting the city? One of the biggest takeaways um, is don't underestimate a city if it's, you know, not as popular as maybe, you know, Paris or Italy or Greece are, especially, you know, in the U.S. When we talk about Europe, we always talk about these major sites. Budapest has a lot to offer. Um, It's one of the best cities, in my opinion, that I've been to. You know, give it a shot. Don't underestimate these places and don't be afraid to visit the smaller cities. Because a lot of times they offer a lot more than, you know, peak season overcrowded places that we've all seen and been to. Absolutely. Well, you know, I really enjoy reading about your Budapest experience and listeners can visit your website, perfectdaysomewhere.com to find more perfect travel guides and itineraries. How did Perfect Day Somewhere get started and what are some of the things you cover on your blog? So Perfect Day Somewhere started about three years ago, you mentioned you started your podcast during a pandemic. That's when I started my (laughs) blog. I've been traveling for over 10 years, just regularly. I've always created these guides and itineraries to make the best time out of any city. Um, I'm a full-time professional and that's kind of what I preach on my blog is if you would like to keep your job, you know, have a full-time home base, but you still love traveling and you don't want to sacrifice you know, one or the other, I can show you how to do both. I will show you how to optimize every hour in a city without feeling exhausted, still feeling like you have seen what the city has to offer, but doing it in two or three days rather than the two week period that most guides will show you that you need to absolutely have to see everything. So if you're a working professional and you love to travel, and you don't like planning, um, I've created the best guides for you. They're great. The guides are great. It's a great website. And, you know, where can we go to stay connected with Perfect Day Somewhere on social media? So Perfect Day Somewhere doesn't exist on social media. It goes very against the modern trend. Perfect Day Somewhere can be found on perfectdaysummer.com. Um, you can, you'll find my guides uh, by Googling, you know, an ex-city itinerary. And for a lot of the cities, you'll see that I'll be in the first spot there. So Kasha, I do have one final question for you. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And so whenever I get a first time guest on the show, I always like to ask this question. Are you someone who would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you share a lesson that you've learned about travel or through travel? 
I definitely consider myself a student of travel. I feel like my life um, experiences and my life perspective has been defined by the places that I've been to. Um, I'd say the main lesson that I've learned is how much in common we all have. You know, you go to all these places, you meet all these different cultures and, you know, they might be different at, you know, at surface, but we're all the same. We're all trying to, you know, just coexist in the world, be happy, have good food, see nice places. Um, so I'd say to anybody, you know, go out there and travel, experience other cultures, and it will open your mind a lot. Um, and it will make you relate to any new person that you kind of meet along the road. Love that answer. Kasha, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. It's been so great having you on uh, to take some time to talk about Budapest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciated chatting about Budapest. A big DBE thank you to Kasha. Please make sure to check out the Perfect Day Somewhere blog. I would also love it if you followed this podcast, Destinations Beyond Expectations, on Facebook and Instagram. Please consider subscribing to the show wherever you are listening. And if you have a few seconds to rate and review DBE, that would be amazing. I really appreciate you tuning in as always. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.